The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Men Podcast and Badly. I'm your host Jacobs and I'm joined by my co-host Skets. How you doing buddy? Hey yeah, all good man. That's awesome man, that's awesome. Uh, how has your week on lockdown been? Pretty samey, I would say. And we've done a lot. Stayed at home, saved some lives, protected the NHS. Good man. Well, that's the message, isn't it? Yeah. That's the message. <laughs> <laughs> I take it you've been playing some games as well, I guess. Uh, a couple, yeah. Well, more than a couple, a few. And I think you've been playing apart from what you're going to be talking about in this podcast. Uh, yeah, what? Well, yeah, I, there was one game I was specifically wanted to talk about in this bit. Actually, um, you ever heard of a game called Pushover? Mm, nope. Hit me with it. What is it? Uh, basically, you are this little ant, and you got to push over some dominoes. Is <laughs> the gist of it? <laughs> Um, right. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's a bit of a puzzle. So, uh, you know, I think there's 10 different types of dominoes. Uh, you get just normal ones that fall over and knock others over. But uh, there's other ones that have special abilities. So some would have like a rolling effect once it's pushed over. So it doesn't need to be next to another another domino. Some would have, I think there's one that splits itself. So when you hit it, it goes both directions and splits itself. And and it's oh, it's, it was so good. I, I played it when I was younger, but um, I don't think I got very far. And uh, so I came across it when I was doing some research for another game. I completely forgot what that other game was now because I, <laughs> I, I, I was so interested in Pushover when I found it. But uh, the website I found it had one of those little buttons to say, find it on the Play Store. Okay. And I was amazed. Uh, and it, so it, it's been... Basically, it's been remade completely, exactly the same. That's cool. I'll have to have a look on Apple and see if you can get it on Apple then. Yeah. and But oh, but the good thing is, it's um, there's no adverts in it. There's no um, none of those stupid time-gating things. I don't know what they're called. Uh, you know what, I mean. what, where it makes you wait for lives and shit like that? Yeah, that's stupid stuff. Do you know what? Yeah, it, it was amazing. And it seems like the perfect kind of game for mobile you know it's like it it's timeless i did i don't think i've ever seen any game like it there might be some out there but yeah like per, it's a perfect game for mobile it, when i was playing it it made me think like we aren't gonna see any loot crates or dlcs or or like that time gating like i said or adverts in any of these games that we're going to be playing because they're from a time from before this stupid stuff was around. Yeah, that's true. Well, just to confirm, I've had a look on the Apple Store, and surprise, surprise, it's not fucking on there. Yeah. <laughs> fucking Apple, man. Like, you don't get half the stuff you can on Android with fucking Apple. But yeah. anyway, yeah, fucking bastards. But yeah, so I, I, at some point, I'm going to try and find what other old games have been remade to put on the, uh, put on the Play Store. Um, and I think... Because we haven't got that much on our website at the moment, I think we could have a have a page with just loads of links 
going towards all these old games that we've we've discovered. That sounds like a good idea. Shane, if you're listening, Shane. you got a job, buddy. <laughs> well, we've got to give him the um, information first. Well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> can't do anything without us. Well, uh, well, sounds like a sounds like another task, doesn't it? I'll uh, I'll make a note of it later as well. Um, it's a really good idea. So I did find when I was looking, um, there are some websites with all these old games where you can just play as flash games. I didn't actually check any of them out, so I don't know how good they are. I mean, I've, play, I've tried playing some Flash games on my PC that are sort of remakes of the older games. Uh, one was Seventh Guest, but that was awful controls. I couldn't I couldn't play it. So uh, I have to do some testing as well before I send anybody to these places. I don't want to send them to crap websites. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear. I hear. So uh, I don't know if you've noticed, but um, I've put my video live on Discord, mate, so you can see when I'm talking. No, I haven't got Discord up. Oh. <laughs> I've only got two screens. I've got. Oh. I've got three. Is it three or four? You've got. Uh, three. 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 Yeah. Uh, Still well. not enough though. I could do with one more, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Always could do with one more. <laughs> oh, I'll stop the video then. There we go. Cool. But yeah, after playing Pushover, I, I was thinking that's that's naturally the kind of game that I gravitate to. I love puzzle games, but they're probably not the most exciting games to talk about. So uh, I don't know if I'll be playing many of them on here. You know, I would have loved to have played Mist. I did look it up, but it is massive. And uh, The Witness, also a good one. That's a bit of a newer one. The reason that they're not easy to talk about is you've got to have the visual there you know sometimes um what you want to talk about is difficult to describe because it's a puzzle game i i was thinking when we uh in in i don't know maybe five or six years time when we when we both decide we need to go and have our own solo careers i'll, I'll probably gravitate to uh puzzle games then i don't know what you oh, want mate to. you're splitting <laughs> up the podcast already dude well, i mean that's just naturally what happens isn't it you know somebody no. wants a solo career and then the rest try and they try and go off and solo as well dude don't go fucking axel rose me mate yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no it's never happening so uh <laughs> but yeah so uh yeah push over that's what i found that's i cool. will do some more research what have you that is a to? wicked idea, though, in all honesty, putting them up on the website, because at least it will give people who check out the website an idea of the sort of games we play on our mobiles as well. Yeah. Right. I probably won't put up what I play because I'm boring and I just play, like, maths games <laughs> and stuff. And I don't think anyone who's going to be listening to this... Well, I don't know, maybe, maybe. But, yeah, I like I constantly play an app called Numbers. I think I've shown you it a couple of times before where you get a sum. And then it gives you six numbers and you get the standard times subtract plus and divide to use. And then you've got to get, it's like countdown, you know, uh, like when Rachel Riley does like the big number yeah, and then gives you six numbers and then you've got to work out a way to get there. It's basically that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have shown me that before. Yeah. I got super addicted to that and played it a lot, but yeah, that's a, that's a really cool game. Yeah. It's a really cool game, but then it, it, it's probably not for everyone. Uh, I expect. But I mean, I, it's not necessarily games that I'll be playing every week, but it's just some people might not know that uh, 
these these games are available to play like say on on the play store so they can come to us to have a look instead of google because i don't really know a good reason for that <laughs> oh, it'll be a one-stop shop for all mate yeah anything forgotten <laughs> come to us yeah we're the pros <laughs> <laughs> we no, will find a, it with the cons I would say <laughs> uh, I don't know man I don't know so um, I've been playing a lot of uh, COD again surprise and surprise well you know it was a double XP weekend this weekend as well so okay. I had to try and get in as many hours as possible on that to try and catch up with Andy and Matt um, but yeah I'm just super addicted to that game at the moment i got to start like setting aside certain days of the week to play the podcast games as well otherwise cod is just going to ruin me yeah you've sort of taken the uh do your homework on the bus on the way into school approach yeah <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit and if i could never do it then i'll just copy yours so um i can't copy yours like this no. <laughs> not whilst we're in lockdown anyway no uh, once we finish lockdown i'll just like peek over the table at your notes and be like oh yeah my game can sort of sound like that as well but yeah it's, uh... <laughs> no folks i promise I, I am playing the games i am playing the games so with the double xp when, when i've seen games with double double xp um i just thought well is there is there much point in playing playing the games with double xp or sometimes it's characters who gain extra experience but then i i think is it worth doing that because it would just make you look like you're better than you actually are or does it not work like that in cod uh well i guess from so i i haven't quite worked out the mmr system with cod i think it's based on your score or your wins but then it's they also your, your level your rank level comes into it as well but the double XP is... Re so you get two versions of double XP. You get your rank progression, which is obviously you go from one up to... I think it's 150 you max out on COD. But then you also get double XP for your weapons. Right. So you rank your weapon up quicker. So you get faster unlocks, faster perks, faster attachments and stuff like that. And that's been the main thing for me over this last weekend because we play the other mode in COD, which is Warzone. So this weekend we've been playing Domination which okay. is basic it's, it's a basic multiplayer mode in cod you've got to capture three points and try and hold them for as long as possible first team to get to 150 points wins and if you win you get bonus xp for winning but yeah the whole idea of playing it this weekend was to rank up your guns to a certain level so that when you go and play warzone which is the battle royale version of cod then when you go get your custom loadout from a weapons drop your guns are a better standard at a higher standard than what it was before okay so you sort of use the double xp weekend as a time to rank up your gun yeah. and then when you go play warzone then your guns stronger more powerful more accurate however you want to build it yourself i guess so yeah that was the whole idea behind it for me really was doing that but yeah you are right that you are gonna obviously rank up quicker as well and if you're not as skilled as what your rank is then you will get punished which is what i think we found towards the end of last night we were all getting slightly frustrated with how our asses were getting whooped <laughs> and i think it was because we were going into like higher rank lobbies yeah based on our level so there, there's a plus and a minus to it but the end game for me was to get a better weapon for the battle royale mode 
But yeah, no, it's it's fun. You just got to. It's so hard not to get frustrated with it though, and because we play it on core or hardcore, which is like I call it like not the pro version, but the more skilled version. Like you don't get no HUD, um, so you don't get no mini map. Um, basically, one shot kills as well. Whereas in like normal or core, as they call it, like you get shot like ten times and you can still survive. Okay. Whereas in hardcore version, you get shot like once or twice and you're dead, basically. Right. Um, but the problem, I can't remember where I was going with that now. Oh, that's right. In the hardcore version as well, you um you friendly fires off. Right. Oh, no. So there was a point yesterday or last night where I spawned in next to Ben and I shot Ben, who was on a nine kill streak. Now, for anyone who plays COD will know that that is highly frustrating because the longer or the more amount of kills you get, you get like three kill streaks you can call them within a game. Yeah. They could be various things. But like when you get to nine, like that's when you get into like the higher end, more powerful kill streaks. And I respawn and shot him in the face and ended his kill streak. <laughs> Safe to say he probably wasn't too happy with that. I would have been gutted if it happened to me. But yeah, so uh, yeah, it's it's fun, but also frustrating. One question. Shoot. Why did you shoot Ben? I didn't mean to. Oh. I panicked. <laughs> it, it was the map we were playing. It's a map called Rust, and it's like really small and compact, and it's like you can spawn and instantly die, like where it's that close sort okay. of thing. And I spawned, saw a guy next to me. It didn't bring up his green name above his head quick enough, so I just assumed that, I'm going to kill him before he kills me because if it's a bad guy, I don't want to die. Right. So I shot him and then I was like, ah, fuck, that was you, wasn't it, Ben? <laughs> he was like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit, sorry, bro. And I checked the scoreboard and he was on a nine-kill streak and it was like, shit. Oh, dear. But yeah, these things happen. These things happen. But yeah, mate, so that's basically been my week. Yeah, nothing else? Yeah. Not really, mate. No, working and playing Call of Duty. And a couple cool. of uh, forgotten games in the background. Ah, that's fair enough. So, uh, what have you been playing on the bus this week? <laughs> well, on the bus this week, I have been playing... I'll reveal them one by one, I think. So, uh, I've been playing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which one? This one was the Hyperstone Heist. I don't think I've heard of that one. So I didn't think I'd heard of it either, but apparently it was the game I played when I was a kid. Okay. <laughs> so it's based on... Can you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game in the arcades? Yes, I had it in my garage. Okay, so this is based on that. You had okay. it in your garage? Yeah. Oh, jealous. Jealous of your childhood. It was amazing. But yeah, so the... The arcade game was Turtles in Time, I think it was called, yeah. if I remember nah. rightly. Was it Turtles no. in Time? Turtles in Time was Snares, I believe. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. Yeah. In my notes, I got it was ported to the Super NES during the same year it was in the arcade. I can't remember. But they, they all seem very similar. Yeah, well... I can't remember so any differences. 
when I played the Hyperstone Heist, it reminded me a lot of the arcade game I used to play in the arcades. Yeah. And then doing a bit of research, it actually says that the gameplay of the Hyperstone Heist is heavily based on the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. So maybe it's the second Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game I used to play in the arcade, and that's why this game felt so familiar. Maybe. I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. Yeah, maybe it was the first one that I had then. Yeah, maybe. But um, yeah, so it was released on the Sega Mega Drive in 1993, and I've been learning some gaming ter- terminologies, and it was a side-scrolling beat them up or yeah. beat them up, as they say. They don't have lemon in it. Beat them up. Um, yeah, and it's got... It, it was cool. I. It's very, like... It sort of reminded me of... Uh, what was that other game? Streets of Rage? Yeah. Like, Sounds just sort right. of, like, button bash, jump, kick, and dash are basically your, your three moves you've got. Um, yeah. You can pick from four turtles. We all know the turtles, I hope. Yeah, I'm not going to name them because I'll probably muck it up. <laughs> Let's go for it. Michelangelo, Raphael, Donatello, and Leonardo nailed it. Um, so yeah, it's you pick from four turtles. It's also two player as well, which I loosely remembered. And now I'm starting to talk about it. I'm starting to remember that a lot of the games were like that back in the day. So you could be playing as player one, and then if your mate come over, they could pick up your second pad, press start. Just and then instantly join your game. Jump in, yeah, I forgot about that as well. Yeah, it's like, so I was, I was thinking when I was playing it, these are the sort of games we could play as well. Yeah. Like when we're back in the same room again, once this lockdown business is over and life sort of gets back to some normality, yeah. that or, these are the sort of duo games we could play. Oh no, that wouldn't work. Why, what was you going to say? What I was going to say, remember I worked out the other day that we live probably less than 100 metres apart. So I thought maybe if we could get a controller with a 100-meter cable, we could play it. But that w- I wouldn't have a screen. <laughs> well, no, because then I could share my screen on Discord. We could do that. Wait, we could get this to work. We, well, we need oh, a 100-meter controller cable first, <laughs> which I don't Pe- think we... People get. out there, get looking for a 100-meter controller cord. And if you can make it happen, <laughs> email us at info at mempodcastandbadly.com. That would be awesome. And if you can find one, well, we will try and make this happen. We'll have to have a word with the neighbours to see how they feel about a 100-metre controller cord going from one house to the other. Yeah, I think but, we'd have to go over somebody's roof. Yeah. Two people's well, roofs. Maybe we could ask Matt, like the other Matt. He could maybe come up with some sort of like 3D printing device design that could like hoist the wire up in the sky or something i don't have, know like have or our we... own lamppost with controller wire no not mm. lamppost the, the telephone past telephone, Tele- telephone past mast that's the one or we could just train some pigeons to hold the cable up in the air for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm not very good at that i would, I would say i'll leave that to you yeah. okay <laughs> I can talk pigeon. It's all right. Um, but yeah, so getting back to the game. Yeah, sorry. So, <laughs> so the basis of the game, it's the reporter April O'Neill. Um, she's doing the report from, I think it's a place called Liberty Island. I think. All of a sudden, there's a great big flash and they all start to shrink. Who's behind it? 
but the evil guy's Shredder. Shredder, of course it is. Shredder! It's always Shredder. And yeah, so basically, you pick Unless your turtle. Ah, uh, well, Krang does come in it. He okay. is about. He is about. The evil brain thing. Um, but yeah, so you pick your turtle. I went firstly with Raphael. Uh, always love Raphael, mainly because he's red. And I like the fact that he fights with forks. I can't think of the right ninja term for the forks. Oh, but don't do that. I did know it at some point. I can't remember. I can't I think of what now. they are. But yeah, so yeah, I picked Raphael. And you start off on a street, basically. And you just keep on fighting the foot. And you start on the left-hand side of the screen. And you work your way to the right-hand side of the screen. Cool. Does it scroll? And it scrolls, mate. <laughs> I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it's like magic. But yeah, um, so you fight the foot and throughout the first stage, you come across like different levels of the foot. Okay. So I think it's like red guys. Was it red guys? I'm sure it was red guys at first. And they're like basic, like your basic enemy. You then come across yellow foot guys who like jump and throw ninja stars at you. But it's like multiple ninja stars. So okay. what I was throwing those guys is to basically jump back and dodge. Yeah. But what's really helpful with this game is you can jump and kick entirely across the screen. So it's like a massive like flying drop kick. Okay. And cool. if you if you like move around the screen enough, you can basically line up the Foot Clan into a line, and then you jump and kick, and then like you kick them all, and it's like a it's like a multi stun. But what I found really awesome about this game was like the Foot Clan actually grapple you. So if you get too close, like yeah. they hold you back. So then like the other Foot guys can beat you up as well. Oh, that's which, quite cool. I, which I thought was like a quite a clever mechanic for a game back then, to be honest. Yeah. But yeah, you fight your way through the Foot. Um, you get health regen, and you get that by eating pizza out of boxes. You basically find Peter bo- P- Peter pizza boxes on the floor. And you just walk across it and you pick it up and you get health regen. The health bar, I could not work out the health bar in the game. No, what? No, it's really weird. Like, try playing it sometime and you'll see what I mean. It's like, it starts green, obviously, but as you start to deplete in health, it's not over the obvious how much health you've got left. Okay, that's weird. Which, yeah. yeah, no, it was weird. I don't know if it was like the Mega Drive version or not, or whether it is like that in the arcade as well, but it would have been a lot easier if they just had like, I don't know, like a hundred health blocks or a solid green bar, which then went down so you could see it. But it sort of like went from green, faded away completely, and then yellow and red. But that section in the middle where it faded, you couldn't actually tell whereabouts your health was at that point. Oh, really? Um, Yeah, which I found like a bit weird, but hey. Did it? I'm not sure if I'm remembering correctly. Was it just like loads of little lines? Like a tally chart without the diagonal one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 About 15 lines, something like that? Something like that, yeah. It's, it, it was a weird, yeah. I, I I couldn't work out, like, after I lost, like, the green bit of health, I couldn't work out where I was until it was too late sort of thing. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, and you fight your way through. Um, I think I, I there's five levels in all i done three to be honest after i done three i couldn't really be asked to do four and five because 
it was just more of the same thing. Now, yeah. I, th- I think back in the day, then like playing the game, I can't ever remember completing it as a kid, but like it just got a bit tiresome in a way. Like you're yeah. just doing the same thing over and over and over. But yeah, it's, you come across some really cool bosses though. So Leatherhead, you fight Leatherhead in the first stage, uh, at the end of the first stage. The second cool. stage is awesome. You get rock steady. So that was pretty cool. Um, there's no real mechanic to... So when you were talking last week about where you found out that you just had to like stand in one place and jump sort yeah. of thing. There wasn't that sort of logic with this, to be fair. I think with Rocksteady, he had a gun. So after you damaged him twice, well, I say there wasn't a mechanic, there was. After every third hit, um, they would do an action. Um, And now I remember with Rocksteady, you'd hit him the third time and you'd have to quickly jump out of the way because he then starts to fire his gun and (laughs) it shoots across the screen, but he moves up the screen, so it's effectively causing a wave of bullets. So you need to run, for example, if he's at the bottom of the screen, you need to run from the bottom of the screen up to the top and then be prepared to jump back over the bullets back down to the bottom. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, and so I, to be fair, it wasn't the most difficult game to play. I think if I was to sit there and give it a good solid half hour, you'd probably complete it in half an hour. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it wasn't too difficult at all. So yeah, so I gave up after after the third level. But doing a bit of research on it, you come across Leatherhead, which is the first boss. You then get Rocksteady, which is pretty cool. Tatsu. Never heard of him. Same as Baxter Stockman. Is that the fly? Yes. Or this, yeah. Yeah, it was the fly dude thing, wasn't it? Maybe that was the one that I had in the garage then. Well, it says that it was largely based on it. So Um, maybe it took like elements out of the arcade game. I'd have to go find, I wonder if anyone out there, I wonder how much the arcade game now is on eBay or something like that. Because it would be pretty cool to have something like that. Um, But then the fourth boss is the evil brain Krang. I always call yeah. it an evil brain. I don't, is it a brain? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, it is a brain in yeah. some it's in, weird... I don't fro- know what it is. What it's it like is. a it's robot, robot bot thing, isn't Jinx. it? I think. Yeah, something like that. And then the final boss was obviously Shredder. Yeah, okay. Um, that does sound very familiar. Yeah. I, I enjoy playing it, but it's just... Yeah, it's just a lot of button bashing, you know? Just a lot of like smash, smash, jump, smash, smash, jump, dash. Yeah. Smash, smash, jump, smash, smash, jump, dash. But it, it, it was fun to play. It was fun to play. I played it through, I played it with Raphael and Michelangelo. Michelangelo was a little bit harder to play with um, just because of his nunchucks. Yeah. So I didn't actually play with Donatello or Leonardo. I could have imagined that Leonardo would have been pretty cool um, with his swords. Yeah. But Michelangelo's nunchucks, it was like very hard to get like an accurate hit on the Foot Clan. Okay, right, yeah. Is it the Foot Clan or Foot Soldiers? Foot... I think you might call them both things. Yeah. They both sound correct. Yeah, I'll go with Foot Clan. Feel free to re-correct me, anyone. Re-correct me? Correct me. If anyone's listening, <laughs> re-correct. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, like that, I haven't really got a lot else to say about the game, in all honesty. It was really colourful, which will be a highlight in my second game that I review later on. But yeah, so it was really colourful. Yeah. 
I, I love the, the splash screen, the start end, where it starts going Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. and all that sort of stuff. It was really fun. And plus, I loved the Turtles when I was a kid as well. The cartoon series was amazing. So yeah, to play the game again, it was really cool. It was really cool. Cool. Uh, but yeah, man, I think like that's probably about it I can really say on Turtles. I'd highly recommend it if you just want to bash some buttons for 30 minutes. Yeah. So that was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in a nutshell. I should have said in a hard shell, shouldn't I? In a hard shell would have been better. There we go. Oh, uh, is it a hard shell? Yeah. I oh, always terrible. thought it was half shell. Ha- oh, yeah. It's ha- is it half shell? I don't know. I'm doubting myself now because a hard shell sounds better because it's not a half shell, is it? It's a full shell. Teenage Ninja Turtles. I'm trying to sing the song to myself now and I can't think. Heroes in a half shell. Turtle power or heroes in a hard shell. Turtle power. I don't know. People out there, let us know which one it is. Or I could just Google the lyrics to the song, but it'll be more fun for people to tell us. Yeah. So, man, so, well, that's the first game I've played this week. What have you been playing? Do you want to hear about a good game or a rubbish game? <laughs> Do the rubbish one first. <laughs> rubbish one first. <laughs> okay, so the first one I've been playing is Flashback. And I say it's rubbish. It's not rubbish. It's a stupid game, though. It's a it's great just, game. It, have you played it recently? Not recently, no. No, well, it's stupid then. It's, oh, it's... What I was saying earlier about loving puzzly games, it is very much a puzzly game. I should probably say who it's made by and everything first. I can't remember. I had to find it. Um, there we go. Uh, it was made by quite a few people, actually. Uh, when was it released? That's the most important thing. First released in 1992, um, and on lots and lots of consoles and platforms, I suppose. Yeah, because it was on like PC and everything. I didn't realise how many, how many um, things it was released on. What consoles was it released on? Like actual like controller consoles. Um, Mega Drive, Super NES, Sega CD, Atari Jaguar. Bloody hell. Yeah, CDI. That was, well, I suppose that was kind of a controller, but it was yeah. a remote control. Dreamcast, Nintendo Switch, oh, oh PlayStation Four. Yeah, I think it's been redone. But it looks like oh, okay. I didn't, even, I didn't know that before playing this. All so, right. Uh, until until it today. Must have been on the Mega Drive. I played it then. Yeah. Must have. Been. But anyway, the stupid game. Stupid, <laughs> stupid. No. Uh, like I was saying, it's absolutely the kind of game I would normally enjoy I, I did enjoy it it's just hard so the reason why i wanted to play it was um i played the sequel which is uh i can't remember what's called now another world yeah another world i remember trying that when i was younger and like only on like the third screen you come across some kind of beast and i never knew how to do it <laughs> so uh, at some point i might i might want to try and go back and play that but i thought i'd better play uh flashback first and it's uh it's very it's i don't really know how to describe it because it's not uh like a free moving game every single step is one every, every time you press left or right you go one step a, a bit like um abe's odyssey okay uh abe's odyssey um was so so similar to this i assume 
this is what they took their influence from, unless I, there might have been games before this, I don't know. And uh, yeah, so every single move had to be pretty much calculated. And you can uh, like, and you can jump up and down screens. It was um, difficult to describe, really, the movement. So could you like jump from one platform to another above you, like effectively jumping through the platform? No, you no. had to get to like the end of the platform and you had to jump up and grab hold of it and okay. then hoist yourself up. Uh, you could also, at the other end, press the button, the action button or whatever it was, I can't remember, um, and then press down and you sort of hoist yourself down instead of just jumping off the side of it. Okay. You could stand and jump across. So if you want to jump across a gap, um, you press the action button again and press up and he jumps. I think it's maybe two or three steps. Um, what else could you do? You could pick You could pick stuff up. You had an inventory and everything. You had a gun. That was weird. Uh, so if you had a gun out, you would always automatically sort of sneak even though there could have been no enemies on the screen, you would sort of put your gun up to your shoulder and sneak really, really slowly. So it was a bit odd. But, uh, yeah, it was it was relentless. Is that the right word? <laughs> it, it sounds like it suits it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, let's get to my problem with the game. And it's not really a problem. It was it, it was good, and I will go back in, because I didn't get very far at all in it, even though I played it quite some time there were enemies uh there were these little robot kind of things who bring up like as soon as they see you they sort of put a periscope up and it looked to me like a gun so i would always run away but it's not it's like a taser kind of thing so i was running away even though there weren't really any danger to me at that, at that point there was also these um mutants they had guns and they shoot you as soon as you are in in line of sight it would they shoot you pretty quick like almost as quick as PUBG players would shoot me when we played <laughs> back, in, back in the day like, it, it was crazy and i was picking up these things to use like you can pick up a rock and i, I kind of remembered you can you had to throw the rock to trigger some kind of sensor right i had no idea how to throw the rock though like i I didn't know how I was meant to get into the inventory for ages to actually select it. So that was frustrating. And this is why these games back in those days had manuals. Exactly. Talking about manuals, actually, they um, when you first got into the game, going back a little bit, it comes up on the top of the screen with a password. You know, it's been a while since I've seen something like that. I yeah, forgot mate. That existed. you got to use, like, passwords to get to certain parts of the level again. Even though... So at the time, I thought... That's probably because you can't save on the cartridge or something. But after a few hours of playing it, I managed to get to a save point. So I assume you can save on the cartridge. I don't really know what the password is for. I can't. I don't really know. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting one. I, I remember yeah. what you're going on about, though. Like as you talk about this game, it's vaguely coming back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you fall too far, you get a bit of a crunchy death. <laughs> Um, so if, if you, so if you, you know, misstep or run for too long without jumping, it's oh, the, the controls weren't easy. But I suppose, like I said, that's what was good about these games because every movement had to be calculated. Yeah. So once I once I worked out what to do in the first 
probably seven or eight, I would say, screens and the things you need to pick up and how to use them and everything. Uh, I got to the first level for in a while that I came across no enemies. Okay. And I was like, this is great. So that's why I thought it's like the first first part of the game. It shows you the ropes a little bit, gives you a little bit of everything, kind of like tutorials in, in games these days. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw this um, elevator thing, so I thought I'd just take a stroll over to that. And I got zapped by some fucking green electricity in the ground. <laughs> and that, that was instant death as well, you know? And, and, like, who in their right mind would think to themselves, right, I'm going to put electricity in this game that's going to kill people, or let's camouflage it and make it green? <laughs> Idiots. Like, just that was frustrating that it just is just deliberately that colour to catch people out so you don't see it. Like Everybody knows electricity is blue. Nothing else in the game was a different colour to what it should have been. <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh. So at that point, I put the game down. I was like, I'll come back to this another day. Oh. Fair enough. <laughs> oh, dude. So I, so I did. And once, once I came back, it still took me quite a few tries to get back to that point again, just because of the the control. The controls are difficult, uh, a bit clunky, I would say. Yeah. Okay. Do you think they would have struggled with the controls back in the day, or do you reckon it would have been more natural? It might have been a bit more natural. Yeah, people didn't know what they could expect from games. They didn't know. Yeah, that's a good point. But it is, isn't it? It's like because these days it's. You got like two analog sticks, basically, four main yeah. buttons, your D-pad, and then your shoulder buttons, haven't you? So I yeah, guess the or... controllers can do a lot more. But I guess if they wanted a game to do a lot more back in those days, it's more about combinations and or like try and make um, it more difficult for you just through movements in the game rather than. Yeah, I get what you mean. That does make a bit of sense. And um, also, yeah, another thing I thought about when I was thinking about pushover actually, like there's a probably quite a lot of older games that are puzzly that would work today if they, if they were released today and because that's probably the most well, one of the most interesting things they could do with games back then if they make it a puzzly thinky game you, you spend a bit more time trying to work things out in the game instead of just rushing through it like i did with tom and jerry on the master system <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's it just trying to get the longevity out of the game isn't it i guess yeah but yeah, so so going so going back to uh, flashback, uh, I, I did I did pick it up another day, and I got got a bit further, like I said, but it doesn't get any easier. Oh, it's, it's so <laughs> annoying. <laughs> going back to last week when I was talking about uh, Castle of Illusion, when you uh, when you've done a, done some things like a couple of times, you just get to know it. You you just try and rush through it, and then. When you die to the stupid things, it's frustrating. Yeah. Really, really frustrating. And that's what you were finding in this game, was it? Yeah, I think. So, yeah, because the, the first, I want to say, probably seven or eight, like I said earlier, seven or eight uh, screens, I probably died about 20 times the first time I played it. Fucking hell. <laughs> and it was annoying. It was so, so frustrating. I can see why you put it down. <laughs> yeah. 
and like I said, it, it, it was sometimes it was like the, it was like the first enemy I came to, you know, or or I just jumped off a ledge a bit wrong and land and didn't land on the one at, and underneath me. I landed right at the bottom or or the, the screen underneath me, and it's oh, it's a dick. Right? <laughs> just, just say that. <laughs> It's, it's stupid. It sounds like a dick. It yeah. does sound like a dick of a game. So, uh, what, what, so where I left it, um, I didn't actually explain anything to do with the uh, the storyline or or the world. Actually, I, I guess it seems like it, it. It seems like it wants to be a futuristic kind of game, and you're kind of like a fugitive, and you're on the run. You steal a ship, you crash on this um, world. And it's very green. The people that are there trying to shoot you are mutants. I don't really know the story behind them. There's probably a lot more story of this. It didn't actually show me when I was playing it much about that. I could have looked it up. I didn't want to. It's a stupid game. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> but I did actually get a bit further. I managed to get to the the next area, which I didn't know existed. After I'd solved like all of the second part of it after the after the stupid green electricity on the floor. You get to uh, a, a bit where there's a guy standing there um, saying he, he'll, he's happy to sell you a an anti-gravity belt or something. You've just got to jump down this hole. So I jumped down the hole, and it's like a whole new area. It's like an urban area. I never knew there was another area. I thought it was just all grassy, and I didn't know what to do in that bit either. You know, it's only about three screens. <laughs> you go, you take an elevator down, pick something up, take the elevator back up, and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> so that is where I properly put the controller down and said, "No, thank you. I've had enough. You're a stupid game." <laughs> so I vaguely remember this game, and the more you talk about it, this is the sort of game when I played when I was younger. I swear I used to take notes as I was playing. So more like reminders. So, you know, like when you said about the password and stuff like that, but like bits in the level, I used to take notes of like where stuff was. So when I picked it up the next couple of days or whatever and went back to it, it was like, right, when I get to this bit, I know this bit's going to happen. This bit's going to happen. And I think this is like where the first sort of like, for me, strategizing in a game come to play, playing this game. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. I think. Yeah, I, 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 if I, I swear, yeah, I, I swear this was that game. Because I, 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 I really enjoyed playing it when I was younger. Yeah, it... So, however stupid it was, it is and was a good game. It sounds, it sounds challenging, and from what I remember, it was very challenging. Yeah. And I guess with challenging comes frustrating as well. Yeah, and also we get... Well, for me, I get maybe ten hours to play these games. Yeah. Over the two weeks, and oh, I didn't play that one for ten hours. I played that one maybe six or seven hours, and that's that's as far as I got. And I didn't actually look up how far that was into it. There's probably a lot more game after that. There's probably like the very beginning bit. I don't know. Let me see if I can find a quick walkthrough on YouTube quickly, just to see the length of time it took them to play it. Uh... Flashback. Okay, so there's a walkthrough here. He's saying that he's cut out the cutscenes. Right. Hour and 39 minutes. An hour and 39 minutes. He probably does 
he probably does that first bit that I, I, I've managed to do in about six minutes as well, probably something, something like that. But I, I guess for these walkthrough those, like they've played the game multiple times to the point where they know it off the back of their hand. So if you think that's an hour and thirty nine doing it flat out, so yeah, because I'm watching the clip now, he's like absolutely ripping through it. Oh, I can yeah. see your green electricity. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's daft. Like green's yeah. poison. What are they doing? Or acid or something? But yeah, um, so yeah, I guess I, I, I guess for its time then, like this game had quite a bit of longevity to it. Yeah, probably oh, because no bastard could do it. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely reminds me of the game where you'd need to get the Games Master magazine or something to find the uh, hints and tips and walkthroughs at the at the back to hope you get yeah. the, uh, the magazine with flashback on. Yeah, and, and writing it down does make sense. Um, like you said, there, there was a bit that I was trying to work out. Um, I wanted to jump down to the next level. Yeah. Uh, but I didn't know how many spaces back from the edge of the ledge I needed to go. So I played through it. I stepped back one level and jumped, and it didn't work. I stepped back another level, jumped, it didn't work. No, let me say that again, because it was fucking throwing a stone. It wasn't jumping, cock. <laughs> Never mind, just take that bit out, fuck that bit. Yeah, that's cool. All right, man, so uh, would you recommend a flashback to our listeners? <laughs> Absolutely. It, it was good, and I will go back and play it again. Yeah? When I've, got, when I've got a bit more time, I discovered today that it's on Steam, so I might even get it on Steam, it might be a bit... A bit easier, a bit better graphics, I don't know. Yeah, it might help with the gameplay a little bit. Yeah. Oh, wicked, man. Anything else you want to talk about flashback? or? No, let's move on. If you had enough. Yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm I'm glad we got that one out of the way first. Yeah, well, I, I got my worst one out of the way first as well, so I thought it was only fair you do it as well. <laughs> yeah. Good. Okay, so, uh, so well, this is the part of the show, Skets, where we... Uh, give a few shout outs to to a few people that have, have helped us along the way on our journey so shout out to uh to risk it shane um he has a store on fiverr which is pixel zero p-i-x-e-l-z-e-r-o um big shout out for shane because he's helped us with our website he's created the logo helped us with a lot of the artwork um so far with Mem Podcast and Badly. So thank you very much, Shane. On Fiverr, he can recreate PDFs, Minecraft servers, Discord servers, which is ideal for anyone who has kids, um, for a way for them to communicate whilst this lockdown carries on. And he can also do domain hosting with email and website. So I just want to say a big thanks to you, Shane, for the help that you've given the podcast so far, buddy. Yeah, thank you, mate. Awesome. What a guy. Wow, what a fucking guy. And then next shout out goes to Matt Crises. He's been helping us source retro gear, helping us play these games so we can basically talk to you guys about them. He has an eBay store, which is Retro Heroes. That's R-E-T-R-O-H-E-R-O-E-S. He also has a Facebook page, which is spelt exactly the same way. Uh, With Retro Heroes, he can buy, sell, and he professionally refurbishes retro computers, consoles, and games that can range from Amigas, Commodores, Sinclair, amongst other consoles. 
So thank you very much, Matt. Really appreciate your help and your support with the podcast, buddy. What a guy. What a guy. <laughs> and our third and final shout out goes to Faye Frost. Faye has been working in the background on creating some avatars of myself and Skets. Uh, we got our first sketch through today, and I don't know about you, Skets, but I think it looks awesome. Yeah, it's looking absolutely amazing. I can't wait for the final product. But yeah, like really want to give you a big shout out, Faye. So thank you very much. Um, you can find her on Facebook, Faye Frost Art. And she also has an Instagram. And her Instagram handle is, just bear with me, folks, because I've got to find it. It is Faye Frost. So if you search Instagram at Faye Frost, uh, you'll be able to see her work there and her artwork. And it is incredible. So thank you very much, Faye. We really appreciate your help. What a gal. <laughs> what a gal. And Faye is just F-A-Y-F-Y-I. Okay, man. Well, I think that's the shout out bits done. Um, yeah. Thank you all, guys. It's been awesome. Thank you very much. Excellent. So uh, what other game did you play? So the other game I played was a Golden Axe. absolute classic mate now obviously <laughs> to my failings i've picked two side scrolling games but this was a lot more fun than teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah yeah it's just a classic isn't it really like an absolute classic of a game so oh, which, which which version did you play i played i played the mega drive version cool now doing my research which I'm starting to learn to do a bit more about, I never realised how many different platforms it was released on. I, I knew there were two or three. So I'm going to list them. It was an arcade version. I never knew it was an arcade game. I don't think I ever saw any arcade either. No, I didn't have a clue. Master System. I can't remember it being on Master System. I had a Master System, but I played it on the Mega Drive when I was younger as well, so... I vaguely remember it on the Master System, but yeah, it's the Mega Drive, uh, Mega Drive 1 that I remember. What else was it? Sega CD, IBM PC, Amiga, Atari ST, Amstrad. I had an Amstrad CPC. I can't remember it being on Amstrad, and I had a lot of games for the Amstrad. Commodore 64, PC Engine CD, WonderSwan, and ZX Spectrum. I did not realise it was across that many platforms. No, I didn't. But yeah, so it's uh, nine, it was made in 1989 by Sega. And as I've previously said, it was a side-scrolling game, a lot like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I guess it was one of the earlier ones. I don't know when side-scrolling came into gaming back then, but I, I assume yeah. it was one of the earlier ones. And yeah, man, I just had a lot of fun playing this game. And it was amazing how my memory come back to me whilst playing it as well. I don't really know where to start with it, to be honest. It, it was good, wasn't oh, it? Oh, mate, it was an. Oh, it was so good, so much fun. It was one of those that I I never really got far in again, but um, I remember it being. I remember enjoying it. I remember it being difficult, and it's as difficult as I remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's so easy to die. You like get caught, caught, caught between like these two barbarians, for example, and they just smash the crap out of you. 
Is that the ones with the massive hammers? Yeah, the, like the maces, the spiked maces. Like, yeah. oh man, like it was so frustrating. Like, there's literally nothing you can do to get out of it. So they just kick you and mace you, kick you and mace you until like your health bar goes down, and then it's like, oh great, yeah. continue. But um, well, where do I start? Like, let's start with the characters, I guess. So there was the evil boss, which was called Death Adder. Um, basically, that sounds familiar. Yeah. So the. I also learned, there's so many things I learned about this game, it's so cool. Originally, there was five levels, but when it got okay. released on the Mega Drive, they added a three additional levels, which I would have never had a clue. And I don't think I ever got past stage three or four when I was younger. Yeah, it's the same as me. And I didn't get past stage three or four when I was older either. <laughs> Stupidly hard. Stupidly hard. I think it's definitely one of those games where you got to have two players playing it. I, I think yeah. it would be a lot easier if you had two of you playing it. But yeah, so it's based in the land of U- Uria. Uria. I don't quite know how you pronounce it. Y-U-R-I-A. Uria, maybe. Uria. Yeah, I'm not going to attempt that. So yeah, basically, it's your job to go off and defeat the Death Adder King because he... Or the Death Adder, sorry because he's captured the king and his daughter. So that's the premise of the storyline, is you go and the rescue the princess, basically. And the king, yeah. sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, is she uh, in a castle by any chance? Mate, she is. <laughs> <laughs> so you get three main characters you can pick from. you got Gilius Thunderhead. He's the dwarf dude. Um, he's from the mines of wood. Well, it's spelt wood, but I think it's more like wold. And his twin brother was killed by the soldiers of Death Adder. So that's his reason for going to, to fight Death Adder and, and kill him and his army. You then have the second dude, who is Axe Battler. He's a bub. Axe Battler. Yeah, mate. What a great name. What a great name. <laughs> what a name. But he doesn't yeah. have an axe, which is even no. funnier. <laughs> he's got a, he's got a sword. sword, yeah. <laughs> and he's a barbarian. And he's looking for right. the revenge for the murder of his mother. Okay, a bit like Ungayo. A bit like Un- a bit like Ungayo, mate. Yeah, uh, I didn't yeah. see any ravens in this game though. For everybody listening, Ungayo is Jacob's D and D character. Ungayo, barbarian. And then you got Tiris Flair, and she's the woman chick. Um, and her the woman, the chick. woman chick. That's the best words I could think to describe her. <laughs> <laughs> and her parents were both killed by Death Adder. So okay. there's a lot of vengeance against Death Adder here. It sounds like he's been a complete asshole and you've yeah. basically got to go kill the dude. So each character has their own spells. So I don't know if you can remember in the game, but you build yeah. up a, a spell slot, I guess. And it's it varies for the characters. So I think, because I only played as Gilius, I always played as Gilius, the little dwarf guy. Um, so yeah. he's got a power of three. Um, so you got the first slot, which takes one spell potion. The second slot takes two. And then the third slot takes two as well, I think. And his special spell was thunder. So dependent yeah. on, obviously, how strong your spell was depends on the amount of damage done. But he would cast thunder. Axe Battler, he uses an earth spell. Now, he had four slots for his. Then you had Tiris Flare, and she had fire spells. And I think she was... I think she was three. I can't quite remember. 
correct me on that, people, if you want to. But like I said, I never played as Axe as T- Antirus. Um, I always played as a dwarf guy when I was younger, so I played through as a dwarf guy now. The uh, the Axe Battler? Yeah. He, he was a guy with the thunder, wasn't no, he? No, Axe Battler, he was Earth Spell, so he used to like cause an earthquake. Okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he done the earthquake. It's Gilius was the thunder. He was oh, a dwarf yeah. dude. Um, okay. What color was the lightning? Blue. Blue. Okay. Yeah. Of course it yeah. was. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's like all the spells are elements, but there's no water, I guess, because there's okay. only three characters. But yeah, so basically, you start off in I think it's like Turtle Village. Um, which I later learned when you move through some of the levels, you travel on a turtle on the back of its shell. So cool. Oh, is that the ones that have got a little tail and you swing swing around and hit? No, no, no. So, sorry, this is like the story arc. So when okay. you finish the first stage, you move on to yeah. the next stage. But how you travel, when they give like a little cutscene, I guess, you're actually on like yeah. the top of a massive turtle. So you're awesome. actually like fighting on the first level on the back of this massive turtle thing. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Like, it's all stuff that I don't think I would have noticed when I was younger. Yeah, but I've noticed now. So did did you learn any of this storyline in the game, or was it just reading after? Uh, so I learned some of it in the game. So when when you finish the first stage, you get like it's like a mini story comes up, but it's only okay. probably around about eight or ten lines. So it's not highly right. descriptive. I did go off and do a bit of research myself um, on Google and Wikipedia and what else because I I just really enjoyed the game and just wanted to give it the credit it's worth. Yeah. So I just really wanted to be able to talk about it properly. But yeah, so within the game itself, you do learn. And like the, the picture, like which I must have picked up on it when I was a kid, but I can't remember it. But the, the picture imitates like you traveling on a turtle when you finish the first stage, for example. But yeah, so yeah, you start off in in Turtle Village, um, and it's, ah, for everyone who can remember, Gilius has got his axe, and you can either hit with your axe, you can jump and then come down with your axe, or you can double tap the direction you're facing, and you run, and then you do like a sort of shoulder barge thing. Yeah, shoulder barge, I remember that. Uh, there were some things that you'd kill just with shoulder barging because it's just easier. That's it. So it was a that, really that right? good way yeah. to control the screen, like yeah. control the enemies. When things were getting a bit mental, you could just like, right, that's it, I'm just going to charge everyone now and just like knock everyone back out the screen and then just let them feed back in slowly sort of thing. Yeah. But yeah, so in the game, you fight various villains, shall we say. Um, you fight knights. You fight skeletons. You fight men wielding clubs and maces. That's those Viking dudes. You get women who ride dragons that breathe fire and fireballs. So these dragon creatures, the best way I can describe them, they look like velociraptors or raptors um, from Jurassic Park. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also, you can ride these things as well. So when the, I think it's like, I think it's the women enemies who generally ride these things from if I remember rightly. Um other like other enemies can jump on them once they become free, but basically you can like knock 
the person or the baddie off the dragon thing, the raptor thing, and then you can hop on it yourself and control it and breathe fire and then shoot fireballs and stuff. But the coolest one, which I also learned, starred in another game, it's called the Cockatrice. And that's the one that you said where it swings its tail. So you okay, jump cool. on it, you yeah. ride it, and the way you hit enemies is you, you press your attack button and it will swing around and does like a sweep with its tail. Now, yeah. points for which other game this appeared in? The actual... Cockatrice. Thing. Yeah, the Cockatrice. Uh, well, I know there's definitely a cockatrice in Final Fantasy games, but that's probably not what you're nah, talking about. It's Altered Beast. Hang on. Oh, oh okay. sorry, mate. Uh, sorry. Would you have guessed that? I wouldn't have guessed okay. that. I was going to ask. I didn't want to. Yeah. That's fine. But yeah, so it, no, but yeah, there's a little thing I learned that it, it appeared in Altered Beast as well. Awesome. But yeah, so uh, so yeah, the first stage, you uh, you work your way through this sort of. Well, I guess it looks like a. A mountain area like a forest area like it's just basically mud and then like later on in the stage you've got like a, a platform level you can jump on so you can fight the enemies on the top and then you can drop down to the bottom as well and you fight your way through to the end where you come up against like two big i don't know what you say i'd say two big dudes of hammers <laughs> that's the best way i can describe yeah. it you remember them <laughs> yeah i remember yeah. them with big beer bellies uh, yeah that's it big beer bellies and from what I could remember as a kid, you just charge and butt them all the time. And that was the way I defeated them. Like, just yeah. you don't want to get close because you get close, you get whacked by that mace hammer thing. And yeah, they kill you pretty quick and they kick you as well. But yeah, that like, that was the first stage. Uh, it's so cool. And then you get your bonus stage in between, which I completely forgot about. <laughs> no. Oh, we we got a punch a car. <laughs> no, um, the one with the, the little guy running around with a sack on his back. Yeah, that's how you get the. <laughs> so, <laughs> I call them little lemming dudes, <laughs> but yeah. they're not little lemmings. Their proper name are sprites. They are sprites. Cool. But yeah, so yeah, I didn't they, know that. You get blue ones and you get green ones. Um, when you finish the first stage, you only get blue ones. And basically, you run around and you try and hit them with your axe or you kick them and whatever. And then when you kick them, they hop up in the air and then a spell potion will drop out of their bag and you pick it up. And then that's how you build your spell bar back up for the next level. Um, I, there seems to be a limit on how many times you can chase this dude around the screen and hit it. Um, and if you don't get it quick enough, then it will just bugger off the screen as well. Yeah, they run away, yeah. Don't they? yeah. But it's a pretty cool music you get, like, on that stage. It's like, do, 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 do. It's like, it's so cool. It's so cool. Keeping that yeah. in. <laughs> and then you move on to stage two, which is Turtle Village. It's basically... Wasn't that stage one? No, so stage one, sorry, was the wilderness. Oh. Stage two is Turtle okay. Village. But this is all happening right. whilst travelling on a turtle. It's like some fantasy thing, like... It's definitely a game you could play on acid and have the hell of the time, you know. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you'd be you'd what? be tripping balls playing this game, I tell you. Um, yeah. But yeah, so you like you go through Turtle Village. I didn't. You eventually leave the turtle. I'm sad to say, you eventually leave the turtle and and you move on okay. to another form of transport. But yeah, so stage two is Turtle Village. It's effectively the same, except the barbarians and stuff have a different color. 
and my gathering from it was the different colors uh, like signify their difficulty so right, you come yeah. across like basics and then I guess like harder 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 until you get to like stone color um, and I that's like the barbarian I, I don't know if you call them barbarians but they look like barbarian dudes like wielding bases and yeah. stuff and they have like the spiky hats on and whatever um, and they're like the hardest form of that enemy um, but yeah so you work your way through that level and then you come across two women with axes that's the final boss for that level and they're, cool. I don't know if you can remember them they're, they're dressed in green um, and they basically just chase so. you around the screen trying to like chop you up um, they do a lot of sprinting to chase you and like hit you okay. and with that level I don't know in the first level I think you also had it but it's more prominent I think in the second like final boss that you get additional enemies to beat as well so you've got like the two main bosses on the screen plus like a small party of weaker enemies as well so you've got to sort of clear those guys first and then work on the main bosses sort of thing yeah but yeah that's uh, that's pretty cool um, and then it's followed by another bonus stage and this is the bonus stage where you now get a chance to to regain your health so you get three health bars per life you get three lives it is a game that uses continues as well i think it's nine continues if i remember rightly i should have really wrote that down in my notes that would have been a logical thing to write down wouldn't it but yeah so you follow this green little sprite around and the blue sprite around and you kick the crap out of them again to try and get more potions and hills out of it it's i think it's like turkey legs or chicken drumsticks or something that drop out of the, the little green dude and you get your health up that way and then you move on to stage three cool stage three is your final stage with the turtle and you work your way through and that's where they introduce Oh, no, that's stage four. I apologize. So stage three is still more barbarians. Right. And you also get the bosses from the first level. So the two big dudes, the beer belly guys with hammers, they then appear as what they would, I guess, classify as normal enemies in the third stage. Normal mobs. Yeah. Mobs. That's the word I've been looking for. Mobs. Thank you, Skets. Thank you, buddy. Um, So, yeah, so they become a mob. And I think it's like you get like a minute into the third stage and then they come out of these like double doors, like a a tavern sort of thing. And then you're like, you think you've got to the final boss, but like you're nowhere near it. You beat those guys up amongst other mobs and then you move on to a phase where you then get a bunch of women and kids screaming and running towards you from the right hand side of the screen to the left. They're obviously running away from something. It turns out to be a big-ass night dude. A guy dressed in silver armor, wielding a girt axe and a shield. And you do not get close to that guy. That guy will pummel the crap out of you. So it's more double tap in, sprint, and just headbutt the dude. And you just literally headbutt him around the screen everywhere. Headbutt, shoulder barge. (laughs) Yeah, it's... (laughs) I look back at it and it's probably an easier game than what I played when I was younger, but it just gets really difficult with the amount of mobs. And I think that's where the second player would come in handy to like help clear down the mobs. I think if you got to like, if you could skip all the mobs throughout the levels and just like face the final bosses, working out the mechanic wouldn't be too difficult, but it's just the mobs in between just absolutely cream your life. Like you, 
you just get to the final stages or the final boss and of each stage and you just got no health to fight it with and that's yeah that's okay, what rinses that, yeah, you continues and then yeah you move on to stage four and that's where you leave the turtle you get picked up by oh. a big ass hawk bird thing and it flies you across the map so i think this is where you're then starting to breach the castle because stage four is called fiend's path and this is where they introduce skeletons so it looks like you're on a ship and they're like pirate skeletons so bearing in mind you've still got your barbarian mob dudes you've now got skeletons and these skeleton guys are assholes they do this move where they jump in the air with their shield and their sword and like they've got incredible movement in the air for a skeleton <laughs> yeah <laughs> you'd think the wind would take them away but no it's like they just jump well it just blow through them wouldn't it i guess it would <laughs> And they just they just jump down and like stab you in the head sort of thing. It's I'm, I'm I'm actioning it, but you can't see it. But yeah, like they jump and then they like go into like a kneeling position and come down and like try and stab you on the head. So you've got to be very aware that like they hit you on the like ground level as well. But if you're far enough away, it triggers this jumping mechanic. And yeah, it caught yeah. me out the first few times. Completely forgot about it, and it hurts. It really hurts when it hits you. And the final boss of that is just basically skeletons jumping around as well. Oh, that's not good. Aerodynamic skeletons. Well, you just that. can't judge it, mate, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, it's uh, so that's as far as I got playing it myself. I didn't realise at the time that the next stage would have been the final stage in the original game. Um, so I guess, like, the arcade version. So <laughs> it's really weird how they've done it. So... I guess where they extended the game for Mega Drive, they had to add in three final bosses. I would guess that you don't actually get the princess and the princess is in another castle. No, you do. No, okay. Which is really weird. <laughs> okay. So I, I thought it was a weird way for them to do it. So I, I didn't play it, so I can only go on like what I've flicked through on YouTube and so forth. But stage five is Death Adder's Castle, which in the original series would have been obviously the final stage because that's where you want to get to to rescue the king and the princess or the king and his yeah his daughter, the princess. So you fight two pink knights on the Mega Drive version. Now, in the original version, I believe you actually fight Death Adder himself. Oh, OK, right. But in the Mega Drive version, where, where they've had to extend it, you fight just these... It's like two pink versions of the night guy on stage three, basically. I, I don't know how difficult they are in the YouTube clip I watched. It just looked like a lot more of like running and barging them, to be honest. But yeah, it, it was weird. That's then followed by a bonus stage. Again, kicking the crap out of sprites to get your potions and stuff. And then you get to the palace gates on stage six. So again, going back in the original version at that point, that's where you save the princess and the king and you get something at the end, which I'll reveal at the end. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, stage six, you get to the palace gates and this is where you fight Death Adder in the Mega Drive version. And it, he just punches the ground by the looks of things and that's his special move and it causes like an eruption to go across the ground um, but once you beat death adder that's when you save the princess stage seven it's in a dungeon you fight two big night guys 
again i think they were running out of ideas at this point on final boss enemies they were just repeating the ones from before and then in stage eight you battle deathbringer now deathbringer is death adders number two. Oh, that doesn't make much sense you don't normally no. do that do you it's weird, isn't it? And that's what I thought was really odd about this game. I yeah. thought if they recreated it and went through the effort of putting Death Adder in stage six, why don't you put Death Adder in stage eight, put Deathbringer in stage seven, and then that way it'll be a better ending sequence. And then at stage eight, you would then save the king and the princess. But hey, I didn't make the game. No. But after it all, mate, what do you win at the end? The Golden Axe. Oh, oh, wow. Golden <laughs> Axe grants you immunity. That makes so much sense. Sense. I guess that's why they called the game Golden Axe. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually know that. That there's the Golden didn't. Axe at the end of Golden Axe. I, I, I didn't. I'll be honest. I may sound thick as shit by saying that. But yeah, yeah I, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't. But yeah, so um, it, it's awesome. It, it's like a really fantasy-based game. I think that's why I also enjoy playing it. And it just, for me, brought back like, how awesome it was as a game and how freaking hard it was as well. Yeah. How hard it was. But it's definitely a game I want to play with you. Like, cool. When we're back in the same room and stuff or if we manage to work out pigeons holding this 100-meter controller <laughs> cable. Yeah, yeah. That, cool. um, that we uh, sit down and... Because I, I reckon it would be a really cool game to like complete. You know, I might even go back and try and give it a go myself. I could just put it really, really taut. That could work. That could work. Yeah. It might not work. It probably won't work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, you can throw enemies. That was pretty cool for a game in 1989. You could pick them up and throw them away. And yeah, it was. that's pretty much it, really. But I, I really enjoyed playing it. And I know that I enjoyed playing it because I actually went off and done some research outside the game. Yeah. Just to be able to talk about it because I wanted to give it its justice. Cool. But yeah, Golden Axe, mate. I really enjoyed it and looking forward to playing Golden Axe 2. I forgot there was a second one. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, listen out, listeners. I'm going to play it first. But yeah, man, that's uh, that's my second game and definitely my f- favourite out of the two I played over this last week. Cool. Yeah, I definitely enjoyed Golden Axe, but I will try not to make the mistake next time of playing two games which are uh, the same type, i.e. side-scrolling, beat them up. Yeah, yeah. Try and mix it up a little bit. Cool. But yeah, dude, I guess over to you, senor. What have you played as your second game? Uh, what so was your good one? The good one. Oh, it was. Um, oh, it was good. I had a blast. It was blast cool. And cheesy bastard. I think I might uh, make a few puns throughout this i haven't written any down they might just come i don't, I don't know <laughs> but uh so it was um it was on the nintendo 64 only the, the only the nintendo 64 
made by Rare and it was released in 1997. Uh, now I played it quite a bit when I was younger but I didn't didn't get anywhere near the end uh, so I wanted to go back and play it and oh, I was so 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 good. So um, I might be a bit choppy and changey I tried to write some notes down but this is the kind of game that you, you, I just couldn't get anything intelligible down it was I just need to go on my emotions and what I remember um, so what what happens in the game you start off imagine uh, imagine speed right well, as in the movie and yeah the movie speed yep okay this is nothing like speed but you, <laughs> you've got you've got a truck uh, well it's a bit like speed but it's quite opposite uh, you've got a truck uh, which has like a nuclear bomb on the back of it and you start in like you, you're this like bulldozer and you realize this 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 um truck is going very very slowly towards a load of houses so not like speed because they can't slow down it's like <coughs> it can't yeah. it, it can't be diverted right so you need to go and destroy all these buildings that are in the way i don't really understand why you can't just let this bomb destroy the houses and not okay you. I don't, I, there is there is um so you did all that research for golden axe there is a storyline to this which you don't learn in the game at all really all right uh, okay but i think they wrote it for their website i didn't look at that because i wasn't interested because it didn't tell me in the game so uh so there are, apparently there is a reason why this bomb is going through and you have to clear a path for it but again so this is is very much a puzzly game with destroying buildings as the puzzle because uh, you're timed obviously you've got to destroy these buildings before this truck gets to everything but there, there are many different types of vehicles as well so you, some levels you've got to try and work out which vehicles to use i mean they're not all in every level there are some so there was a really cool a really cool level where uh, one one of the vehicles is a robot that can fly and when you press the action button he just sort of does a stomp onto the ground which destroys the buildings from above but in this particular level the truck has to go across a train track and you need to get uh, there's ramps either side the tra- either side of the train track so you need, you need to go, fly over to the other side of the map bring a train back to bridge the gap use the car that's on that train to go back to your robot and then to bring it back and then carry on destroying buildings before this truck slowly gets to it because it's going about two miles an hour and, okay and so it's yeah that the first like i said the, the first few levels are quite puzzly they get a little bit harder they teach you what to do and then it just gets really creative i love some of the things you have to do a lot of it involves trains and getting from one side of the map to the other with a train and it just gets really really clever so is it like sort of well not not open world but like is there quite a lot of space for you to maneuver around and so yeah. forth? Is it not? It's not guided, so so to speak. Yeah, it's, it's not open world, but these maps are quite big, and right. that's something I was going to get into a bit later, actually. Okay, cool. So because I didn't, I didn't come close to completing it because it's not the kind of game that you can sit down and complete in say ten hours, because each um. Each mission had grades as well, so you had to do it in a certain time to get gold, or you get silver or bronze or whatever, or, or fail, which I did quite a bit. 
and, and some of them were quite difficult to work out what you had to do. I remember there was one, another one as well, um, where it says at the beginning that you've got the, um, the bulldozer and that robot in there, but I had no idea where the robot was. And so you've basically got to go into the, into the level several times just driving around, knowing you're going to die, driving around trying to find this robot. That sounds awesome. Oh my god, it's so good. It sounds like a really cool game. It sounds like something I need to play. I don't think I ever played it. No, I, it I'd, was... I'd never heard of it when you said it. No, it was definitely before its time. It it would have been so good if it was released a bit later. I think it was a bit um, underappreciated, under... There's another word there. It just, I just don't think it was, yeah, I just don't think it was well known enough. You know, I, I don't, I don't really meet many people who have ever even heard of it. I was going to say, I've never heard of it, mate. Never heard of it. I have always been a bit of a completionist as well. So that's another reason why I would have struggled to complete this in, in the 10 hours or so that I would get to play it. Because uh, you, you'd need to practice each level several times to get the gold rating. And another thing I noticed back um I looked at some YouTube videos of people who did complete it 100% that there is extra puzzles in these levels and like secret areas oh, wow. that you wouldn't even think to go to. You know, you jump into the level and you're already panicking because this this um, speedy truck is going to bash some buildings and destroy everything. So like you, you, you have to really go in and have a look around in the small time that you get and try and work things out and just and and it takes quite a lot of attempts i would imagine to work some of these things out it's, it's crazy so yeah the, the video i saw was of, of the one that i said about a minute ago actually with a with a robot and you, you start on a train and you've got to drive to your destination but if you get off the train get the bulldozer off put some tnt next to a tunnel that you start off next to and then you can actually reverse and once you've reversed through the tunnel uh, there's a statue and then you've got to blow that up with some TNT as well and that shows you where the where the um, the robot is inside it. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to go play this game. Oh, it's good. And with the robot, I then saw that he flew across the sea, which you wouldn't even think of doing. Um, and I'd imagine there's like invisible walls in some places, so there's probably a specific place you're meant to fly across. And he just destroyed some other statues over the other side. And they, they obviously give you cash and points and everything. That one, actually, uh, there was no bomb in that one because he wouldn't have had the time to do the things he did. I didn't actually see in the game how to get into the level without the bomb. Uh, I suppose like a, a free roam mode like a lot of games would have. Oh, yeah, man. Um, I got a bit excited and skipped over a few bits again. That's Which cool, man. I was going to talk about at the beginning. But yeah, it is. It is so good. It's unique as well. You know, I don't, don't think I've ever seen anything like this. And you you can also get um, some, like, races in it. you got to do certain laps and you can choose which vehicle you get then. There's also, uh, I think, I, I suppose they are the the training missions for each new vehicle you get so one of the other vehicles was backlash and um it's like one of these you know one of the huge quarry machines i suppose that you, you fill them like i don't know what they're called bulldozer no it's not a dozer because those have got the thing at the front that push isn't it but it's got ah, a okay. big compartment in the top i think they call it a loader a loader one of them yeah anyway and so when you hit the vehicle with the front it doesn't really do much damage you've got to drift 
and hit stuff with the corner of the, the back of your compartment. I don't know what it's called. I should know what that's called. <laughs> like trailer sort of thing. Tra- yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, got, you got, like drift into these into these buildings to damage them, and it's it's so good. Mate, you've actually made me want to go off and actually have a look at this game. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm, what what watch some YouTube videos? I will. I will. I'm, I'm gonna. And everybody else, go and watch some YouTube videos because this was such an amazing game. And like I said, it was it was way before its time. If it was out, so what was N64 was what PlayStation One generation. If it was like PS2 or PS3, it would have been massive. I reckon. Yeah. It's probably a downfall on its part. It was released on N64 as well. Yeah. Because although the N64 was awesome, it didn't stay around. For, did it stay around for long? I don't think it did, did it? Not as long as, as other consoles in that era. I or... don't know. I can't remember. That's, that, that's something that I've been meaning to look up, just so we know all these little things for the podcast and yeah, and homework and everything. But I'm turns out I'm just as bad as you. Hey! <laughs> Oh yeah, so uh, I did have a look at um, at Wikipedia to find out a bit more about it. Like I said, I I wasn't bothered about the storyline. I wasn't going to try and say about that because it sounds quite complicated as well anyway. So anybody wants to read the storyline, just just Google Glasscore and you should be able to find it. But yeah, it's it, it turns out you go to the moon and it's like once the game's over, it's not actually over. You... Um, <laughs> You take on these other... Oh, same as Golden Axe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you just take on these other missions. Okay, so now I do have to go into the storyline a little bit. So uh, you are five demolitionists who work for a company. And so, yeah, once the game's over, you are basically... You, you, you say you want to retire, but then other people want to recruit you for other jobs. So you end up on the moon doing something. I think you end up on Mars doing something. And it's like... And it gives a little story after after each level saying, oh, well, that was that. That was a good fun. Now we'll retire. And then you turn and end up with another level with doing something weird and random. That's brilliant. And then you retire again after that, but you don't actually retire. How to stretch out a game. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's weird. There's probably more to it. I didn't, like I said, I didn't read the storyline. Just because it, it seemed, seemed a bit, I want to say, tongue-in-cheek. Okay. And it just chuck the storyline in there just for the sake of having a storyline but it probably doesn't matter too much it sounds like a good pick up and play game yeah oh it was All good right. yeah i was talking about 100 percenting it wasn't i i think i got yeah you got sidetracked you started and you stopped yeah oh never mind maybe i can put this in order like i said maybe this will be like the best review of all time once it's put in the right order once it's rejigged yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I can say about Blast Core. It's an amazing game. Everybody should have heard about it, but not many people did. Go and play it. And that's why we're here. Yeah. Forgotten games, people. Yeah. Bringing them back to life. Undiscovered games. Or undiscovered, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, you've before... definitely made me want to go and play it. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, it's, uh, it's so good. Well, Skets, that was a that was an awesome review, man. Review, review, description. I gotta stop saying review. Yeah, because we're not really reviewing. No, them, are we're we? not reviewing them, are we? We're just no. talking about them. 
If we were reviewers, we'd be bad reviewers. Oh, maybe it'd be crap. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we are planning on doing something a little bit different, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we are, aren't we? I yeah. forgot about that. Did you? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so uh, we were um, originally planning on doing maybe once every five episodes, give each other games to play, but it's just a little bit too far, few and far between, so we figured we'd bring it forward to, and do it every every three weeks. So next week, we will be playing games that we've picked for each other. And <laughs> yeah, we'll, yeah and, we'll, and we'll reveal them the week before during during recording. I think that's a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. You never know. It might turn into a weekly thing, Skets. Well, yeah, I mean, it could be. Well, I say weekly fortnightly for the listeners, well, but weekly for us because we need to play the buggers. Yeah. Yeah, because it would be quite interesting if I'm playing games that you know know a lot about that I've never played and vice versa, which is why I've given you Final Fantasy VII as one of your games to play. Oh, I fucking knew it. <laughs> 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 Let me write that down, Skets. Oh, I won't type. <laughs> so I'm not expecting you to play all of Final Fantasy VII because it's a massive game. I'm glad about that. Good. Yeah, I thought you would be. I, th- I think you should at least get up to Cosmo Canyon, though. Okay. You do realise I've never played any Final Fantasy games. Exactly. And I know I know this is going against the Forgotten games because they've just re-released it as a massive game. But the fact that you've never played one, I think you have to. Okay, man. Okay, I'll give it a go. I'm up for it. Cool. And, uh, yeah, so... Like I was saying, sorry, Cosmo Canyon, it's about, if I remember correctly, maybe two-thirds of the way through the first disc. And I could usually do the first disc in about 10, 11 hours. It might take you a bit long, well, quite a bit longer. So um, you're not allowed to look up any guides. If you get stuck right. or or not sure what you're doing, ask me. And okay. I'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> Why am I nervous about playing a game? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, dude. I'm up for Final Fantasy VII. Thank you very much. Cool. Yeah, the original. Um, that's probably obvious, but the original version. Yes. Of course. Of course. What have you got for me? Okay. Well, the first one I'll give you then. I'm not too sure whether you would have played this before. You probably have played it, but I loved it. So your first game is a Bubble Bobble. Oh, yeah, that was good. I'll play okay. that. Yeah. I, yeah? Yeah. All right. Awesome. Want to change your mind because I've played it? No, 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 you can play it. it. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. Cool. You can have some fun playing that. So you knew I was going to pick Final Fantasy. Yeah. Any ideas what the second one's going to be? Mate, I have no idea. No idea? No idea. Super Star Wars on the SNES. Oh, you're joking. You're an (laughs) asshole. I fucking hate Star Wars. (laughs) Oh, what a bag of shit. (laughs) No, it was such a good game, though. You'll love it. It was a really good game. So Final Fantasy VII, and was it Super Star Wars? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Super Star Wars. I'll double-check the name. Okay. It's it's the one where you start, like, out in the desert with Luke, is it? I want to say his name is. (laughs) I know, what, Luke Skywalker? Yeah. I'm a big fan of Jar Jar Binks. I know every Star Wars fan will hate that, so that's why I'm saying that. Cool. <laughs> and Bob the Fett is shit. Oh, no. <laughs> we may have just lost a listener. Yeah. 
<laughs> you might lose an eye as well. <laughs> it can't come within two meters of me. I'm safe. Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your second game then is Tenku Stealth Assassins on the PlayStation One. Oh, oh, okay. I like that. I've never played it. Yeah, I've never actually played really any of the um, ninja games that have been out. Like, uh, what was it before that? On like the Mega Drive. Um, what are they called? Striders. Strider games. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's some in between as well. That I think know, you'll just... have some fun playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's it's a really cool game. Awesome. So, uh, I played it a lot. It's a really cool game. So yeah, man. I I hope you enjoy it. Fucking Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Okay, man. And, and yeah, like we said, if uh, if this is, turns out to be popular, then we might do it more often. Maybe once every other week. If it's not popular, we'll put it back to every every five yeah. weeks or something. It'd be a bit of fun for us, though, wouldn't it? Yeah. But we're going to give it a go. Yeah, man. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's an, and like I said, it's a bit of fun for me and you to do as well, isn't it? So... I think it's going to be fun to do the reveal during the previous episode as well so people can get uh, that priceless reaction that we had from you a second ago when you heard Final Fantasy VII. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's awesome. I love it. Cool. I hope the listeners do too. Yeah. Okay, cool, Scats. So uh, after the game reveals, thanks for that, buddy. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So this is the part where we would normally read out reviews. But as Podbean, as we've got it at the moment, I don't know once we go pro with it, whether it allow us to have reviews and stuff on it. Well, it's something for us to look into, but we are activating the um, pro version of it tomorrow, fingers crossed. Um, But yeah, so as... Podbean doesn't allow reviews. We're asking our listeners, our good old listeners, it'd be great if you guys could leave us some reviews on our Facebook page, on our Men Podcasting Badly Facebook page. It would help us massively, whether they're bad or good. (laughs) So that would be much appreciated, guys. Thank you. We have received multiple comments. I won't say reviews. um, And we would like to thank you all for the feedback. We did receive a review type comment from Stu and he has highlighted the language maybe a tad explicit. So yeah. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So we'd like to thank Stu. Fucking green electricity. I uh, love it. <laughs> so, yeah, thank you, Stu, for the feedback, man. And as a response to this, uh, we've added a warning to the beginning of the podcast. Skets will be working his magic with that one. So, uh, Skets, have you got anything else you'd like to add, buddy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Stu is my brother. So, um, thank you, Stu. The reason why I sent him in our direction to have a listen was because he's a massive gamer. And he, he, he has said to me that... Uh, Obviously, he's 10 years my senior, so we can assure us that uh, there's plenty of older gamers still out there. That's good to hear. From, uh, from what we said last week. Just not in uh, our circle of friends, I guess, which which makes sense. Yeah. And he was quite surprised that I had never heard of Dead Rising. Uh, what can I say? <laughs> he, he said uh, there's, there's been several games over multiple formats. 
and most often sold millions. <laughs> and some films as well. <laughs> yeah, there's been two movies <laughs> from it. Still, I had never really heard of it. I mean, I might have seen an advert at some point, but I didn't really care. I'd probably, I thought it was probably just a rubbishy game. <laughs> so I didn't care about it at all. But yeah, so uh, thank you again, Stu. And uh, like you said, thank you to everybody who's, um, who's, who's listened to the show for, for a start and then everybody who's taken the time to leave us comments on, on all the different platforms. That we, I mean, we've had a few on YouTube as well. Yeah. A few on Facebook, yeah. even comments on Podbean, which are odd. Like you said, they should have a review system in place, not just a comment system. Yeah, I, I don't know whether, like, like I said, I don't know when we get the premium version, whether it allows like reviews. Because I think you can like review on, I know you can review on Apple, like the Apple podcast thing. Yeah, I've not seen anywhere to review on, on other people's podcasts on there. Okay. So maybe they don't, but... Uh, maybe it's not a thing. Yeah. But obviously we are, in the next couple of weeks, we are going to be looking to get onto things like iTunes and and Spotify. I don't know, you can review on Spotify, but I still want to be on there. Oh, we're also looking at tuning in as well, aren't we, for Alexa, for people who listen to podcasts on Amazon, on through Alexa as well. So hopefully we'll be able to get on that platform. Yeah, there's loads that neither of us had heard of before looking into it before this podcast wasn't there so uh, it might take a bit of time getting onto them all it's definitely a learning curve for us both isn't it yeah oh that's awesome man well uh should we wrap the show up yeah absolutely wicked so uh i hope you've enjoyed listening stay safe support the pod and spread the word if you would like to follow us you can on facebook twitter instagram and youtube using the handle at Men Podcasting Badly. Speak to you all in a fortnight. We have been Men Podcasting Badly. Game over.